A thank you to our sponsors, the For Us, Buy Us Fund, which supports Black, Brown, Indigenous, and people of color living their best life in Maine. Thank you to our sponsor, Rising Tide Brewing. They take time and pride in giving back to the greater Portland community. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers, who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Thank you for listening to In The Pocket. And our guest for you today is Martin of Soul Food Paradise. Um, Your host today is Flo Edwards, myself. And I would like to kick it off with Martin introducing himself. So please, Martin, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Martin. Um, I'm the owner of Soul Food Paradise, which is the, I believe, is the only African-American-owned soul food restaurant in I don't, I don't know if it's the state of Maine, but I know it's in Portland. Um, you know, I just opened five weeks ago. You know, I'm, I'm basically looking to bring the culture to Maine. Um, not just with the food, but I want to show people the culture. I'm, I'm looking to, you know, just open up and show people that, you know, the African-American history. Sometimes when people hear about soul food, they just think of Southern food. But soul food goes beyond just Southern foods. Um, it's a it's a whole culture behind it, you know. It's a whole background behind it. You know, Mex- Mexican people have their their cuisine. Uh, Spanish people have their cuisine. Chinese have their cuisine, and African Americans also have a, our own cuisine. And it's not just Southern food. It's soul food. There's a lot to it. Um, different spices, different um, ways we cook it, different things that we eat. And you know, I'm just looking to bring the culture to Maine and you know open it up because you know for this food I used to travel all the way to Boston to get this type of food but now I don't want you guys to be to, to travel anymore just, just drive to 72 Paris Street and the food is right there right in Portland for you guys and you know I just want to bring the culture you know and, 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 and spread the love you know you know and that's all I love that share the love and uh, share the culture and for someone, I mean, I, I think I grew up basically eating soul food, um, so I don't tend to like go out to restaurants and buy soul food because I feel like it's something that I can make. But a lot of people aren't good at cooking, even if they have grown up eating soul food. Um, what are some classic dishes for our culture? Well, we have classic dishes such as, see, a lot of people go with the popular dishes such as like baked mac and cheese and collard greens and stuff like that but uh we also have uh dish non-popular dishes that you know that we made popular like like pig feet for instance like 
pig feet, a lot of people would hear it and they would think that is, you know, oh my God, pig feet. But that's really a soul food dish that I grew up on. I take some pig feet, boil that for a couple of hours and throw some hot sauce on that thing. It's, it's, and it's excellent. Hogmaw, chitlins, tripe, uh, okra. You know, those are some of the um, dishes that's not as popular. But when you think of soul food, as far as the popular dishes, you know, we get the candy yams, we got the collard greens, we got the um, catfish, we got, you know, I'm from New York. Um, so in the South, they use a lot of catfish in their soul food. Um, no, we don't use catfish uh, for soul food. We, we actually use white. You can be, you know, down South, you have your type of Southern food. But as a, you know, when you move more up North, African-American soul food kind of switches a little bit. Instead of catfish, we use, you know, whiting fish. Or sometimes like down south, you might have uh, hush puppy. And up north, we might not eat hush puppy. So it's kind of it kind of varies on where you at. And, um, you know, soul food could take you anywhere. It could take you down south. It could take you midwest. It could take you west. You know, as long as you are African-American in America, then, you know, you grew up on your different types of soul food from your, from your area. Uh, my family is originally from uh, New York, so hearing you say whiting fish is very, very true um, for the the soul food that I grew up eating. Um, so are, is the soul food paradise going to be focusing on Northeast soul food? Uh, we focus on both because I know a lot of people that's in Maine, and I know this for a fact um, that a lot of people that I meet here is from the South. And there's a lot of people that have been here so long, they haven't been home for years, especially some of the elderly people. I spoke to some of the elderly people and they haven't been home for 30 years. So sometimes when I give them that certain, that catfish that I have on my menu, it brings them back home, you know? And I love it, you know? So as being from up North, I'm kind we, we, we kind of could drive four hours, three hours, or we probably have family out here that's from New York or whatever. But for them people that's from West Virginia, that's from those people that's from Virginia, uh, you know, down in Tennessee, they, they haven't been home for so many years that when you give them certain type of food, they love it, you know? So that's why I, I kind of stick to both. I give you guys the northern i give you the southern and i also have some dishes that i consider circle that's that's really actually not like i have jerk chicken which is considered uh jamaican cuisine but i throw my soul food loving it and i make it my own recipe well that's cool um speaking of your own recipes um i i'm definitely one of those northern black people who i had a hush puppy as an adult and i didn't understand why anybody would ever eat a hush puppy um is there something that's equivalent to a hush puppy from a northern soul food perspective equivalent to a hush puppy let me see i'm not sure um you know usually we just you know slap down some cornbread and call it a day but when I, the way i grew up um we ate a lot of pies my mother used to throw down on the pies a lot um you know i actually adding a new pie to my menu and this is something that i thought of um i don't know if we have it out here already but you know the peach cobbler and i was just thinking i wanted to add peach cobbler to my menu so i did it for father's day 
And I thought about it and I said, Peach Cobbler, so so cool, cornbread. Everybody loves cornbread, everybody loves Peach Cobbler. So I said, you know what? Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make my cornbread and make my Peach Cobbler filling. And I'm going to pour my Peach Cobbler into the pan, how we regularly make the Peach Cobbler. But instead of topping it with crumble or topping it with, uh, you know, pie topping, I'm going to make my cornbread topping and I'm going to pour it right over the peach cobbler and bake it. It's basically going to be cornbread baked at the top and at the bottom of the, of the it'll have peach cobbler, you know? So it's basically taking two classic soul food dishes and making it into one. So I think that, you know, that's a way to go with soul food. You, make up your own recipes as you go you you take everything that you know that you and you make it into one i love your uh, pov there your point of view that that is fantastic um i hope you're keeping that cobbler cornbread cobbler on the menu because or at least for a little while so yeah, i can try I, it <laughs> yeah i haven't done it i haven't put it on the menu yet um for Father's Day, I did a regular peach cobbler, and as I've been thinking about it, and I and, and I just been like cornbread and peach cobbler. I'm like, why wouldn't we put those two together to make it the ultimate soul food um, dessert? So that's what I'm looking to do. Um, you know, also I'm looking to, um, you know, I, I had a talk with um, a friend. Yeah, he came to buy some food, and we was just talking about. You know Maine and, 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 and what Maine has to offer and stuff like that and you know like I said to create the culture you know I remember when I used to go to church with my mother um, and my mother would take me upstairs into the church after service and we would have food fried fish fried chicken baked mac and cheese they, they would be cooking I'm looking to do something like that I want to create the culture in Maine I want to on a Sunday you know what I want to do I want to have in the summertime at my spot, maybe in the summertime, you know, when you pull into the parking lot of my space in the summertime, there'll be a grill out there for you guys to just pull up and, and, and eat uh, cookout style. There'll, there'll be a fish fry going on out there for you guys to just come up and, and grab some fish and go. Like, I just want to introduce people to, you know, the way I grew up. You know, that's how I grew up. So I want to bring the way I grew up to Maine in a way, a lot of African Americans grew up with the with the cooking out, with the fried foods right outside, and community and love. And, and, and the way I grew up, my mother fed everybody, so that's what I'm looking to do. I want to feed everybody. I want it to be a community thing. You know, I do want that to be a Sunday theme for my restaurants in the summertime for people to just be able to just pull into the parking lot. As soon as you pull in, you see people grilling outside. You see the fish being fried. You see laughter. You see community. You see joy. And that's what I want to bring here, and, that, and, and that's what I want to do. I want to have they call they say we that African Americans have cookout music. Cause every time I go to an African American cookout, we have the same music. We have the electric slide, and <laughs> we have the, you know. And that's what I'm looking to bring out here. You know, I want to want to try it out. Well, I love the sound of that. That sounds fantastic. I love a good fish fry too. Yeah, man, I, I, I miss it, you know, and I want to, you know, a lot of people that's from the South, well, no matter where you're from, I think um, that's just part of our culture, you know, that's part of our family, community, it, it's, it's part of our culture, you know, and 
you know, some people, they, they, they don't know the full aspects of our culture. They probably think, um, you know, they, they, they look at the media, they probably see the things that go on in the urban neighborhoods, but they don't know the, the real things that go on as far as family and, and, and love and community, you know? Cause I come from the Bronx and I could, and I know that it's rough out there, but no matter how rough it was, we always made it a, a community effort to be family. You know, people was dying around us, but you also have people that's giving you their last, sharing their food with you and, and they'll do anything for you. And you'll see people was dying around us, but everybody is still finding some type of way to keep happy. And that's why I love the urban community. And it taught us how to move and how to survive as African Americans. It taught us how to become strong. And that's what helped me out. You know, that's what made me, especially coming from the Bronx and coming here, I I, I put my hat on and I say, you know what? Let, let's do this right. And let's bring the culture to me. It's been true that people who come up with a, a um, I don't want to say lower, but not as a high a social economic background, tend to be more generous um, with what they have for other people. Um, so it's nice to hear that being confirmed from your community and that you're trying to bring that standard of love into Maine. Yeah, um, you know, even when we... When we sell out at the end of the night, whether it's just me and my wife, we'll go out into the community and whatever food we got left, we don't throw it in the garbage and we don't use leftover food. So we try to so, see my, my the, the way my restaurant is, is we, we sell until sold out. So we so we make enough food to last until 8 p.m. Sell out at 7 p.m. We sell out. We don't try to overcook food. So we're throwing it away at eight o'clock. We try to keep it. We have enough food to last us until eight p.m. So if it's seven p.m. and I run out, if it's seven thirty p.m. and I run out of mac and cheese, I'm not gonna go out and make some more mac and cheese because that's a waste. So if we, you know, we try to conserve as much food as possible to not waste it because there's people out here that's, you know, that don't have it. And then every time we sell out, if we don't sell out every night. We give it away because we, like I said, our, our restaurant is on 72 Parrot Street. It's right by Purple Street. So in that neighborhood, just driving to get there, you see, you know, what's going on around there. So we drive up the block and we just hand out the food. And so and, and it got to the point that they know that, okay, it's, it's about it's 7.30. Let's go down there and see if these guys sold out so we can get some food. And we hand it out. My dad actually works with, oh, I think he works with. My, my dad is out here. He works with, um, I think it's a long house. We give him food and he brings it over there. And that's what we do. You know, we try to, we don't waste food. So it's good to know that you are working with uh, your wife for this um, uh, Soul Food Paradise. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm working with my fiance. Um, she's not my wife yet, but okay. yeah, my fiance. You know, it's just me and her. We, we, we grind it out. We wake up 6 a.m. We're there at 6 a.m. Start cooking. We're there till 8 p.m. We close at 8 p.m., but we're there till 9.30 cleaning. And we have, you don't know, we, it's just me and her. We just grind, grind, grind. And we are, we're tired, but we get up every morning and we do what we got to do, you know, to bring the food out. And we do what we got to do to survive. 
know, you know, we tired, but it's worth it. In the long run, hopefully it'll work out. We can sit back, relax, and catch up, and, and you know, collect a big check. But right now, we're gonna grind until that's able to happen. So if it takes five years, we're gonna grind five years. And five years from now, we'll be, be able to sit back, relax. That's what we're gonna do. But for now, we're gonna keep grinding and, 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 and you know, it's worth it. Oh, for sure. I mean, in, anytime you see people who seem like they've been an overnight success, there have been years put into their efforts. Some people, it happens for them overnight. Some people, it, it, it takes years. Some people, it takes months, but you know, I don't know what's going to happen for us, so I'm going to treat it like it's going to take a few years. You know, I'm going I'm to treat it like it's going to take a while. I'm not going to treat it like I'm just going to blow up overnight. Even though everything, a lot of, it has been going good. You know, I've been, I'm doing this interview, which is great. Um, I've been in, in the Portland Press Herald about three times. Uh, Down Eastern Magazine actually just came and we're going to be in a section uh, September uh, selection of their article in, for September uh, it's a, Yelp just reached out. They want to uh, add me in their uh, column, and they also want to add me. We want to do an event with Yelp soon. Hell yeah. And uh, and and you know, so it's going good. You know, that's fantastic. Uh, the Portland Press Herald a few times, getting into Yelp. I think you said the Down Easter as well. Yeah, the Down Eastern magazine. They came. They took photos for the magazine. They made it look. They made my food look better than it, than it is. Oh, <laughs> don't know, say they, that. <laughs> yeah, they, they came. They did an amazing job. They had the camera set up. They, you know, they know exactly what they was doing as far as lighting, and they did an amazing job. They interviewed us. They took pictures of me and my fiance, and we're gonna be in that September edition. Oh, and you know it's been going good. We actually. Um, Going out to Peaks Island on July 10th. We're doing a pop-up in Peaks Island. Um, thanks to, to thanks to the Greeks of Peaks food truck. Uh, I know the owners of that food truck, and you know they actually uh, introduced us and you know promoted us out there. And they said people have been asking for us to come out there, so we're gonna go out there and, and you know rail in the customers out there, and they've been asking for us, so we're gonna definitely go out there July 10th. So everything has been going good so far, but I'm going to treat it like it's not. You know, I'm going to keep, you know, keep grinding. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the way to do it. you got to keep working for it to stay a success. But it sounds like you are having a lot of success. Um, and that's really exciting, a pop-up on a food truck on Peaks. Like, I don't know if uh, anybody else has ever done that. Yeah, a few people, we have another... Uh, there's this Ethiopian company that's also um, it's called uh, Nayak Catering. If you look, if you like Ethiopian food, Nayak Catering. They also uh, was in Peaks Island this Saturday, and you know they did good out there. You know, so we're gonna be out there July 10th, and we're gonna you know hopefully do as good as they did when they went and bring the culture across Maine. That's the biggest thing. We bringing soul food to Peak Island, not just. Portland, but we bringing it to Peaks Island now. And so, when you do that pop up, are the Greeks um, are they still going to be able to sell food too, or it's just going to be your food July July tenth? No, the, yeah, the, uh, the Greeks is, uh, they, they do their thing too. Uh, they they actually got like a whole little 
area out there that they got, you know, that they got a little control over. So they'll have their truck there. And then we're doing a pop out outside with our little tent and feeding the people. So it's going to be nice. Great. Um, I kind of wanted to ask again about some of the menu items that you'll be having. Um, I feel like, of course, soul food has to have macaroni and cheese. Um, a part of that is—is is that accurate for you as well? Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna, you got to come out and try our mac and cheese one day, man. We 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 get a lot of compliments on our mac and cheese. We just had a tasting event with Fork Food Lab. That's who we run a cafe out of, Fork Food Lab. Um, and when we had the event there, it was over 200 people. And everybody that tasted the mac and cheese said they loved it. And at least 75 out of those 200 people said it was the best mac and cheese that they ever tasted. And that made me feel good. We wasn't even out there screaming it. You know, I, I, had to, I had the customer say it out loud so that other people could hear it in the back all pulled up and we all ate but yeah definitely baked mac and cheese is definitely on the menu and collard greens also instead of pork i use smoked turkey just to really you know i don't want to lose customers because you know we got a lot of muslim uh, people out here or you know people in general that don't eat pork so i said you know i eat pork but i said we're gonna do the smoked turkey and also even i even have an article in a Portland press habit where the lady that came and reviewed the food said that my collard greens was one of the best she ever tasted and it was you know better than even the high-end restaurants that's out here which is amazing but yeah we do you know baked mac and cheese we do collard greens we definitely have candy yams um you know it's going great what are some other uh staples on the menu for people to be excited to try uh we have we do our barbecue chicken and, and what we do is we use these leg quarter we do uh jerk chicken oh yeah and our fried chicken now our fried chicken is different so at first when we first opened up uh we was doing regular fried chicken wings you know it was good but like i said with the peach cobbler me i'm always thinking of different things we're gonna make it so full but we're gonna elevate it a little bit so what i did was one day i was watching this food show and the guy was in Taiwan. So Taiwan, they have a certain type of chicken called XXL fried chicken. So when you walk out in the street, they have these extra large fried chicken breasts that they butterfly and pound out. I mean, it's the size of your face. I, I you know, on the a, on a cooker channel, they soaked it in, uh, uh, they soaked it in like soy sauce and whatever and stuff like that and fried it. So I said, you know, that's a good idea. So I said, well, this is soul food paradise. We don't use soy sauce. We use buttermilk. So I took my um, chicken breast, filleted it, pounded it out. It was huge. I seasoned, I soaked it in buttermilk with my seasonings, and I put some hot sauce in my buttermilk. I put some, you know, put a lot of some, you know, my seasonings in my buttermilk. I let it sit for about five minutes. Took it out, floured it up, fried it. Now we got fried extra crispy chicken the size of your face and when I put that onto the menu it elevated us something different that's something different that nobody has and we're the only ones doing it man once again you are definitely finding your point of view I love hearing about this giant 
big old piece of chicken breast. It sounds delicious. Yeah, we also have um, another. We also have something else that's the number one seller on our menu. Also, um, so like I said, I'm from New York. So what I did was I said, you know, um, a lot of people that's from New York, we miss that street street food. So what they have in New York, whenever you go to any corner downtown, they have these uh, New York style chicken over rice. So it's basically yellow rice with grilled chicken breast chopped up and they put it over the rice. And they put uh, uh, white sauce over it, which is Greek yogurt, because I, I believe they're Middle Eastern, so they use like the Greek yogurt. So I said, you know, well that sounds good. So I, I put I added it on my menu, so I got a New York style chicken over rice that I do every Saturday with grilled chicken breast chopped up over yellow rice. But instead of yolk, Greek yogurt sauce, I use ranch and I use a chipotle sauce. So I use a ranch sauce for the sweetness, chipotle sauce for the spiciness, and it comes with salad and pita bread. And that's also one of my number one sellers. Oh, I like that. That's pretty cool. You took like a, a comfort food from another region um, that also came here over the big pond and have made it your own. Basically, it made it my own. Uh, instead of you know, I, ch- I thought about what I would like and what people around me would like, and I was thinking ranch and chipotle. Who, who doesn't like ranch and chipotle? And that's actually on Saturdays, a lot of people come and, and grab that plate, which is great because you know it kind of uh, double sells on Saturday because people also they come in for the soul food and then they come in for that. So instead of that one plate, they're saying, all right, let me get this and that. So instead on Saturdays, kind of doubled on sales because just because I added that to the menu. They want that, but they also want the soul food. I love it. Well, you know, I think soul food, at least from a black person's perspective, is about taking what's in your environment and making it your own. So that fits the bill. <laughs> and, exactly, and that's exactly what soul food is because, um, like I said, um, you know, this cuisine is basically this cuisine come from the south but it come from when you know African Americans were slaves and when African Americans was fed the parts of the animal that the slave masters did not want that's what they ate and basically they took that and made it into the, one of America's best cuisines so if you could feed me a pig feet and I can make that pig feet taste like the best thing you ever tasted that comes from making what you know taking what we got and making it into the best and uh, I do know that we we did bring over okra with us over the boat or the middle passage yeah so yep definitely well Martin I've just had just the best time learning about your menu, uh, learning about the pop-up on July 10th on Peaks Island. Please, how can people reach you? So you can reach me, uh, I'm, again, I'm at 72 Paris Street in Portland, Maine. I'm, I'm there from Thursday to Sunday, 8 o'clock to 8 p.m. Sunday, I'm there at 12 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Uh, I, we also have a website called Soul Food Paradise. 207.com soulfoodparadise207.com 
and also on Instagram is soul underscore food underscore paradise. Right now we only take out, and if you listening to this radio show, if you let me know that you heard me on this radio show, you know, come and get a discount. Just let me know that you heard you you coming because you heard me on this show, and let's give you a discount. Oh yeah, Martin, that's the plug right there. Uh, so. If anybody says they heard you on the show, they're getting a discount as long as they tell you. As long as they tell me they heard me on this show, you get a discount. All right. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, um, Martin of Soul Food Paradise. Uh, I really had a great time learning about what you are bringing to Maine culture um, and how you are elevating uh, black culture here as well. So thank you. And your fiance, thank her too. Yes, thank you. My fiance name is, uh, you know, we call her, her name is Esperance, but we call her Hope, because everybody always get her name wrong. <laughs> so we tell everybody her name is Hope, because her name, I think it means, Esperance means Hope in French, I believe. All right, well, thank you to Esperanza, a.k.a. Hope. Thanks. A thank you to our sponsors, the For Us, Buy Us Fund which supports black, brown, indigenous, and people of color living their best life in Maine. If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show.